0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is John Bishop with John Bishop Fine Art and you're listening to Conversations for Freelance Creatives. I'm glad you're with me today. Uh, having a good week, a lot going on. I actually went to a, a big opening for a friend of mine, Adam Land, who uh, has his uh, solo exhibition at Silver Street Galleries. I've I've had um, other good news that I'm involved in a residency program through Mexico. It's actually a virtual residency program uh, called Proyectos de Residencia. And uh, that gallery, uh, we've been working on a 10 week art project, the participants in the, in the residency program. And uh, my work is now featured on a group show on artsy.net, which is uh, very nice. And that's pretty exciting. The other thing, and if you wanted to look for that, it's actually in conjunction with a gallery called Dab Art, D-A-B-A-R-T, out of Los Angeles and Mexico, and she's got some other places as well. And then finally, the um, I'm involved in a, a new exhibition, a group exhibition out of Berlin that I'll have more information about. So it's been a pretty good week, uh, a lot going on, and, and that's the way I like that. It's better than being bored. But I I welcome you today. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the marketing world. In particular, I wanted to talk about PR. I wanted to talk about publicists' roles as freelance creatives. I mean, we're going to have to be our own publicists, right? Because no one else is going to do it for us. So when you look at the marketing picture, and we talked about this before, that marketing is the larger term and involves things like advertising and and publicity, which we're talking about now, but also things like branding and maybe even communications. That's all part of the larger marketing picture. But PR or uh, publicity is, is something very, very specific in that larger framework. And a lot of times people have said that advertising is something you pay for, but publicity is free. I'm not sure that's always true, but uh, it does give give some framework. And to me, the the problem with all of that is that I can plan my marketing. I can have a great marketing strategy. I can plan a great advertising, a great advertising campaign that's very, very very, very tight and and really represents my message and my goals and and my marketing uh, objectives. But publicity just seems like blind luck. I mean, it seems like you do a lot of work trying to get a publicity program together, a publicity campaign together, and you just cast it out to the wind and hopefully something will happen. Uh, you post a video and hope that it will go viral. You put out a press release and hope that a journalist will find it and like it and write about it. And and that can't be true, right? It, it just can't be that happenstance. It can't be that informal. There, there are too many people doing it for it to be that, like gambling, uh, like playing the slot machine. And so... Having said that, I think I just show kind of my own ignorance as to what exactly publicity means and how you can treat it as a business function and not as some sort of blind luck bet. Um, and I think the biggest problem I have with publicity is that unlike many other, most other things in my business, I can't control it. it I'm not the one who's doing it. I'm relying on someone else to do something. And that always bugs me because I can't necessarily control the outcome and I can't necessarily depend on people to do the things that I need done. Oddly enough, the world doesn't revolve around me. So I wanna be real clear. So when we're talking now about publicity and and a a PR person or a a publicist, we're not talking about that Hollywood or, or Washington PR agent who's called in because there's a big scandal uh, and, and they need to cover it and, and need to do damage control or you don't you you've got a hooker who's OD'd in your in your hotel room. You know, those things I'm not talking about anything like that. Though that might be the role of some publicists, I'm guessing that it's not something that most of us want to associate with our small businesses. So, you know, word to the wise. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is really strategic, deliberate strategy for getting the word out about me and my small business. And and it's really important. I am talking about me as well. I'm not only talking about getting a message out about an event that's coming or something that I'm launching. I'm also publicizing me and the business. Uh, That's really important to realize because a lot of creatives don't really want to be on the other side of the camera. Uh, and There's no one else who's gonna do it. I mean, it's it's the method of getting attention brought to you in a deliberate way using press, using social media, using broadcast media. And that takes some strategizing. Uh, And that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about engaging the press to get attention on you and your business. And the most important thing to remember when dealing with those kinds of relationships with with publishers, with reporters, with uh, social media, influencers, is you're gonna have to develop a relationship with them in some way. And that's hard and takes on loads and loads of time. But you have to know who they are. You have to know the kinds of stories they tell and what kinds of stories are of interest to them. And you have to know them well enough to know what it is they write about. What What is it that's going to appeal to them? And then you have to give them a story that is meaningful and has legs and will actually make their job easier in getting that story out. And when I say that a story needs to have legs, I mean that a story needs to be able to stand on its own as a story, not just a news item, not just by the way, I'm having an open my uh, a, a solo exhibition in July, which I am. Uh, That's not of interest unless I'm some celebrity, unless there's some big social, local interest in that. So just news items are not enough. I have to be able to present a a, a reporter with a story, a story that stands on its own and can last for some amount of time. If I'm talking about opening up an exhibition and a reception on Thursday, if the story's no, of no interest on Friday, it doesn't really have enough leg. So we have to create these stories for the journalists, right? We have to be able to take our event. I'm gonna use that example of having an opening. Uh, it could be a launch. If It depends on the kind of art that you do. If you're a musician, it could be a concert series. It could be just a concert or a record. That's how old I am. I still think they're records uh, coming out. And um, and so it's, it, it will really depend upon your type of art. But I'm gonna use the example of an opening. So I want people to come to an opening and I wanna announce that it's happening. Now, just as a news item, it's not significant enough to, to warrant any attention. So I have to know the journalists. If I know a journalist that writes for a senior magazine, then I can say, okay, I'm going to take this same story and I'm going to say there's a 61-year-old artist in Texas, in Houston, and he's having his first solo exhibition uh, since becoming a full-time artist at the age of 58. Uh, that's a different story, and that could be a good story for anybody who writes about senior living or about, about the aging population or about, the art world and the difference in, in diversity in art, in artists, uh, there's that story could appeal to someone else. If If you're a magazine that deals with Hispanic issues, why would you care? Why would that be an issue to you? I would need to rewrite that story, perhaps from the point of view that a uh, resident of the Proyectos de Residencia program in Mexico City is hosting an opening in Houston on July 9th. Then maybe they say, oh, okay, this is somehow tied to a residency program in Mexico. That might be interesting to my readers because they may be interested in joining a residency program as well. How does that happen? Maybe there's a story interest there. Maybe there's a story interest if you are, let's say you're an immigrant and you've had to struggle to get to a place. Now you're in the United States and you now have the freedom to do the kind of art you, you would like to do because you couldn't do that in your home country. There's another angle on the story. And you're having an open exhibition. Uh, perhaps you're a single mother and uh, you're recreating yourself as you work from home, raising a family, and you're having your first solo exhibition. And then you pitch that to the writers of magazines and and journals and blog blog posts that deal with parenting and single mother and and women's entrepreneurial issues. So you have to give the reporter something they can work with that's of interest to them. Uh, And that is the work. And, and that's the, the difficult part, is that you're gonna to have to do that work not knowing whether or not that's gonna interest them. So obviously the more you know about these reporters and you watch them, you read them, you follow them on social media, you subscribe to whatever they are publishing and you keep an eye on them and you know what the kinds of things they are publishing. I know there's a particular uh, arts editor that I'm looking at and following And one of the things I noticed is that he only seems to write about musical events, bands, and movies. He does nothing for the visual arts or performing arts other than musicians. And and musicians, not in the sense of classical and, and big theater thing, small bands that are performing live music. There's nothing wrong with that, but... He's, you know, if I send him a thing about me having my paintings on exhibition, on exhibition, I'm not sure he's going to care. So I either need to get to him, interest him in some way in expanding the kinds of things he writes about, or I need to move on and find somebody who, who is more interested in the kinds of things that I'm doing. So there's a lot of work involved, and unfortunately, it's not, there's no guarantee that it's going to be successful. But you know what? That's life. Uh, So part of me says, okay, this is fairly difficult, right? This is not something I'm particularly good at, not something I really want to do. And we've talked a lot in the past that when you run into those kinds of issues, uh, like bookkeeping... I said, I'm not going to learn how to do bookkeeping. I'm never going to be an accountant. I'm not good at it. I'm not going to do it well. I, I run the risk of, of running afoul of, of paying my taxes correctly and, and keeping my records properly. So I'm just going to hire it out. I'm just going to go and find an accountant and hire an accountant to do my bookkeeping for me. Well, why don't I just do that? Why don't I just go out and hire a publicist, uh, a PR agent who's going to represent me in my, my campaign. I could do that. Uh, In fact, I know of one uh, painter who has a public relations person, who has uh, a publicist, and she is amazing. She has been able to do things for him and, and, and give him reach that I don't think he would have ever considered on his own. But he's a bit of a celebrity to start with. He has a following. He has a name. He has a a celebrity profile that she can promote and tie to other celebrities that she represents. Uh, he's a big brand name and so it, it might be worth her while. But start to think like a publicist would think. Start to be realistic about what it is you do. If you are an author and you write a best-selling novel or memoir you stand the chance of, with the proper promotion, of selling the hell out of that novel and selling millions of copies of your memoir. And there's, there's and, and getting book talk deals and, and um, press junkets and, and tours of, of speaking engagements that can all be very, very lucrative. That's great, and, and if you're a writer, do that, please. If you're a musician, You stand the chance of, if you're promoted properly, of getting lots and lots of airtime, of getting very, very famous, of getting great uh, venues filled with with adoring fans, and getting international tours uh, where you're out performing, performance tours. And um, you can become quite a celebrity. That's great, and if you're a musician, please do that. If you are a painter, what is the most you can hope for? Let's think of the, the, the really successful painters. Let's, let's think of people who are very, very popular. How many people come to an opening? How many people show up at a gallery opening when, a new artist, uh, when an artist presents his work, or even at a museum? Now, there are some exceptions of people who would get lines around the block. But for most of us, if you get a, hundred, a couple of hundred people, you've done it. You've been a success. And that doesn't mean that's the only way you're going to promote and sell that art. Obviously, it's not. But the idea of hiring a publicist for an event that may, at its best, draw 300 people, there's just no scope there. There's no scope for you as the artist, and there's no scope for the publicist either. So you have to realize that the numbers just aren't going to be there. So this is a, an innate problem with, depending upon the kind of art you do, if you're doing graphic design, it might even be less. Or if, if, if your real goal is to go to Comic-Con, then, then you might get people by your table, but, you know, we're not talking the numbers. So let's be honest. Depending upon our art, we're probably not at the, at the level of celebrity to warrant hiring a publicist. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. That said, you still need publicity, right? It's got to happen. So as in many other respects in our small businesses, it's back on you. You're going to have to be that marketer. You're going to have to be that advertiser. You're going to have to be that salesman. You're going to have to be that web designer. And you're going to have to be a publicist as well. So own it (laughs) and and start to to strategize. One of the first things I think we need to do because I need to do the same, I I started it in the past and never really finished, is to create a press kit. And a press kit is really, really important if you're trying to make this kind of outreach to journalists and, and influencers. You need to have in one place a photo of yourself, a good quality professional photo, a good high resolution photo, your biography, a short biography about you, maybe your resume or CV, what you've done, where you're, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, your social media contacts, your actual contacts, how does someone reach you? Do you give them your phone number, or email, whatever you want to give them, but how do they contact you if they have questions or concerns or interests? What press have you already received? Have you won any awards? So what exhibitions have you been in? Where have you been published in the past? Uh, what about any logo or branding that you use? Do you want them to have that available? You might need to include that in your press kit. There needs to be some samples of your art, whether that's audio or video or or uh, you know still pictures or, or all of the above. Little sound bites and things like that that they could they could use in their in their presentation. Uh, you need to have your artist statement available, uh, and and any like current shows you need that you're involved in, and that means you're going to have to keep that press kit updated to make sure that everything in it is is current. You know, and and I keep thinking, well, I already have almost all of that stuff, but it's on my webpage and it's spread out. So I have a little tab about me, and there, in that is my little CV and my little resume and, and my photo and my, uh, my contact information. Uh, there's another section where I have some of my gallery of some of my latest work, as well as some of my, my series work. And then I have another tab that, that, uh, that will tell you about my artist statement and my exhibition history. Uh, so all that information is there, or almost all that information is there, but it's not only one place. And so if I were to say to a reporter, hey, I, this, this guy's worth going to look at, I'm requiring that reporter to, first of all, get to my web page and then go to each of those tabs and pull out the, the bits that that reporter is interested in. Now, I think a much smarter idea is to include an extra extra tab on my website that says press or press release or something like that and um, put all of this information together in one place. One click to get there, or two clicks if you have to click on the menu, you get to that information and they have everything they need right there. They don't have to go pouring through my website. That may mean that I have some stuff that is repeated, Eh, so be it. The point is, not everybody's going to look at your press tab, only the people who are interested. And if I can make this easier on a reporter, I'm much more likely, or an influencer, I'm much more likely to get a story written. In fact, maybe maybe the real trick is to write the story for them. That when I contact them and tease an idea, or recommend that they go and check out my my. Uh, whether to check out my website and, and find my press kit, maybe at that time I actually attach an article that is written as though from a third person point of view, and say, here's an article that you might consider. You know, edit it as you choose. If I make it really, really easy for for this person who has a deadline, who might have an open spot coming up because something got canceled or, or pulled, and they may say, oh thank goodness, here, I'll just throw this in, uh, might be a way to get in the door. It does mean a lot, again, a lot of work up front that you're not necessarily gonna get back, but it's certainly a very, very deliberate and forward-thinking approach to publicity. Now, remember there, we've talked before about how the fact that publicity is neither good nor bad. Publicity is just attention and that sometimes publicity that is bad can actually be good. So you need to be very, very deliberate about how you're presenting this information. You want it to be positive, uh, but it's really just about getting attention. You want to keep that attention positive and, to, and supporting your goals and objectives uh, and your mission, not against it. Uh, so I would just warn that as well, that make sure that what you're doing is above board. Make sure that what you're doing is honest. Uh, you're not gonna, I'm not going to go and present and say that, you know, that I am uh, a Native American and, 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 and therefore I can go to those kinds of publications when I'm not a Native American. I mean, that would just be wrong and don't do that. Uh, Obviously, you're you're not trying to trick anyone. You're trying to bring legitimate attention to a very, very valuable art business that you're running. Now, having said that, there are some services that the professionals use to distribute press releases out to reporters and, and to people who are looking for stories. And those can be quite expensive. And I think you have to bear that in mind. Does it merit the kind of expense to get that kind of publicity. What that means is you prepare your press, you release it to the wires, and then the reporters pick that up when they're looking for stories. It makes it easier for them to get to information without having just to scour newspapers and websites and uh, and the like. Now some of those, uh, there's PRweb.com, PR Newswire, EIN, Presswire, muckrack, and there are probably many others. Some of those are prohibitively expensive because they're really designed for professional PR publicists who are working with, you know, Fortune 500 companies who have giant budgets and who have real need for significant publicity uh, and, and uh, marketing uh, through publicists. So that that most of that may not be within our realm, but there might be some that uh, I think prweb.com is probably the most reasonable, but you, you'd have to look at it and figure out what you're trying to promote and whether or not it warrants that kind of attention and, and that kind of expense. So I've given a lot to think about. I think that the idea of publicity is pretty frightening to me, uh, probably only followed by the fear of sales and of course we're still going to talk about sales here very soon PR is is worrisome to me because it seems to be turning on a fire hose of of information and it could easily get out of my control I don't control the content I I mean I I don't Uh, they could write anything they want they don't I don't I don't know how they're gonna portray me. I don't know if they're gonna be interested and I'm just wasting a lot of time. So you're gonna to have to work this into your overall strategy and marketing and how much of it needs publicity. You do need publicity, but how much and, and how are you going to attack it? If, if you're like me in my business, there's only two of us, it might just be one of you, you're gonna to have to do it on your terms, right? You can't do everything at the same time, but you have to try. So get out there. I hope this hasn't been a discouraging, it should be encouraging, not discouraging. There's so, so much that can happen if you are presented in the right way, in the right light. Take a look around, follow some influencers and journalists, and I'm gonna be looking for you on the newspaper. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.